The world needs heroes to protect us from bad takes. There once was a man named Paul who said that Star Trek was better than Star Wars, and we can't stand for this type of injustice. Join the fight against bad takes and support the show over at MultiplayerSquad.com. But Josh, I'm scared of Patreon, but still want to help. What can I do? Well, future hero, you can now subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and get amazing rewards like two bonus episodes each week, early access, and ad-free episodes. Paul said it's more so that you don't have to listen to my terrible intros anymore, but we all know how bad his takes are. Now, on to the show. Hey, squadmates, and welcome back to another episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We release two episodes every week where we talk about gaming, and since today is Thursday... That means this is a Twig episode where we break down this week in gaming, discussing what games we've been playing and what gaming news stories dropped over the last week. Please support the show on Patreon by visiting MultiplayerSquad.com or through Apple subscriptions to help fund this independent podcast, and you'll also receive some great perks, like getting two extra Quick Take episodes every single week. I am your host, Paul, and it's time to introduce my co-host... I believe lately that in between recording sessions, he's been mixing it up with the Nilfgaardians and dealing with the Wild Hunt. It's Josh. I am back, Paul. I don't know how good this is for life or the podcast in general, but I'm back in The Witcher 3. (laughs) You and Geralt, your number one love in this life. You're back together. It's so funny because, man, like even when we were doing our, what episode was that? Where, uh, oh, it was the listener questions episode, right? Uh And people were like, hey, what's your favorite video game music? What's your favorite video game character? And I was like, oh, you know, Geralt. Oh, The Witcher 3. Geralt. Yeah. And then somebody somebody mentioned the... This conversation came up, and then I was like, you know, I haven't played it in a while. I got my new monitor that I, you know I was really excited about. It's the first 4K monitor that I've had, so I was like, I need to reinstall this. And then there's a bunch of like 4K texture packs and stuff you can get, like mod wise. Hmm. So I downloaded all this stuff. I just wanted to look at the game. I turned it on. I was like, oh, I forgot how beautiful this game is. I was like, let me just run like one quest. And then that quest turned into another quest, which turned into like one of the really, really cool quests. Like it's one of the first neat quests that you do. I, I guess this game's been out for like 10 years now. I can probably talk about spoilers. Yeah, I but, think so. I think that's fair game at this point. So there's this because you you've played it a little bit, but there's the game is very dark, right? So there's this quest where you go talk to this baron because he's got some information that you need, and you come to find out that this baron's been like beating and abusing his family. Right. And and Basically, I'll save all the gory details, but one of their their unborn baby turns into this cursed like thing called a botchling. And in this quest, he finally confesses what happened. So you take him to go get the botchling because this thing is going to wreck the like his castle, if not. And he has to carry the botchling to like the threshold of the house and bury it to okay. break the curse. Mm-hmm. It's just this really <laughs> freaky, odd quest. But I mean, this guy's literally walking with this creepy baby thing, and then it goes berserk for a little while. And it's just, it's, it's an amazing quest. And I'm at that part right now. And that's, I think I'm hooked again, man, because it made me realize there's no game in existence that has 
as good of quests and characters as the Witcher three. So I'm sorry, Paul. I'm I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I I think that you know Dragon Age and Mass Effect I would lump into the same tier as far as quality of of quests. You know, and you have the benefit of those games covering multiple entries, especially Mass Effect because you're Commander Shepard overall three. But yeah, I understand what you mean. You've reached the point of no return. You dipped your toes in the water. It felt too nice, and all of a sudden you're all the way in the deep end, and now at this point you're probably drowning. But see, I've done this a couple times, and then I've gotten like three, four hours in, and then I go, yeah, I don't have the time to commit to this game, right? But now it's like, I think <laughs> I think I'm far enough in. It's kind of like, like when you're getting in the pool, and you get the water like up to your belly button, and then it's like, you just gotta like go under, right? Like to get, I think I've gone under, and at this point I'm used to the to the temperature, Sure. And, and now I'm just going to swim for the next couple hours because, you know, there's th- that's where I'm at. So nice. Yeah. Now, I don't remember. I, I think you had mentioned a long time ago, for as much as you love The Witcher, didn't you never play Blood and Wine? Or I have did you not. Go through it? No, Hearts okay. of Stone and Blood and Wine. I've never played either one. Now, Blood and Wine is supposed to be like the best DLC that's ever been made. It's like a 40 hour DLC and people say it's actually just as good, if not a little bit better than the base Witcher three. And so I think that's another reason that I want to actually go through and play again is so that I can then go, Oh, let me try this amazing DLC that I've never played before. So yeah, that that was going to be my next question. If you were planning on, finally diving into that so it we'll sounds s- like you are we'll see if i stick with it the whole way we, through i mean we you all know, know you won't. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're looking at me this whole mm-hmm. time just going like i'm glad you're excited there's no way you're playing through this game entirely again <laughs> no no there there's no way well especially when i see things like in our discord where you're also dipping your toes into rust and playing with one of our listeners and oh my you know the other stuff that you're trying out I, it's it's always just a matter of time before Something will just be shinier and a little bit newer than The Witcher, and and it'll pull you away. I do feel like I'm like a crow that it's just like I'll be carrying something, and then it's like, oh, what's that shiny thing over there? So I drop yeah, it and go pick that up, and then it's like, exactly oh, look it. at this! This is oh wait, what's that over there? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Now uh, you and I are both playing very much into our brands that we have built on the show because you're playing The Witcher Three, your favorite game. I am still very slowly working my way through Mass Effect Legendary Now, Edition. we saw you playing for 16 hours the other day, Paul. I, <laughs> yes, sitting <laughs> AFK in the menu. I uh, am about halfway through Mass Effect 2. I'm still loving it. You know, I'm just so committed to finishing it that I haven't really been playing anything else. But the Steam Summer Sale, I feel like it kind of crept up on everybody we were even kind of joking about that, not not in our show's Discord, but in a different one that we're in with some of our gaming buddies in real life. And it was kind of like, wow, the Steam Summer Sale is already here. Have you picked anything up, or are you just fine playing The Witcher so far? I, it's funny because we have, I think, I know that we have a couple games. You and I are both playing a game for the podcast that we nominated for each other. Uh, to play for a future episode, and then we also have a game that we won't spoil anything until our our bonus round episode this week that we are also playing for the podcast. Um, and so we have those, 
and our then, plates are very full. Right. I, I like honestly, I don't need any more games right now. And so, and then like you said, somehow I allowed myself to dip my toes <laughs> back into mm-hmm. Rust, which I've been mm-hmm. having a lot of fun with. Now the server's dead, so there's really it's more of like relaxing Rust than it is like infuriating Rust at this point. But it's been cool to play with, uh, you know, shout out to Watered Down Pop. It's been cool to play with him and show him the ropes. And I, I like, I can sense the excitement in his voice when we play. Yeah. And then it's just like the, yeah, this is, this is relaxed Russ. There's nobody on the server. There's nothing to worry about. (laughs) Do not go on the official servers. It will not feel like this. You know, well, this is actually an official, but it's, it's only like a few days away from reset at this point, too. So everybody's kind of quit for the month, but. I yeah, it's like I know what's coming for him. I've even tried to prep him, but he's in that like honeymoon period right now. So I'm just like, yeah, all right, let him enjoy his time. It's it's fine. That's not a bad time to learn the game right at the end before a reset. So yeah, he'll be a little surprised when he sees the chaos on oh. a on a reset. Oh, day. absolutely. But yeah, I yeah. haven't the Steam Summers, <laughs> it's been a great I've been like, you know, seeing some of the amazing games that are super cheap. I mean, you got to love Steam sales, right? But I just have not had any desire for to pick up a new game right now. So it's kind of fallen on deaf ears for me. Yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat just since we have so much. But my thing is that I always like grabbing these games when they're on sale and then playing it down the road. But like every other Steam user, inevitably your library ends up being filled with all of these 2 and $3 games that you've never touched. But... I stared at Hades for probably the 15th time over the last month because you're always talking about it. I even did a search to look at the highest rated games on Steam, and best I could tell, it was like the second highest rated of all time. How could and you it's on not, sale. Paul? How could but you it's, not? It's still like 18 bucks, and I was like, eh, if I was going to play it here in the next few weeks, I would have grabbed it. But at this point, I'm just kind of maybe hoping next summer sale, maybe it'll be like $7.49 or like one of those sales. <laughs> so I'll pick it up wait eventually. an entire year? Yeah, I'm in no rush. <laughs> what, what do I care? <laughs> I don't need it right I mean, now. At that point, Hades 2 might be out. <laughs> sure. Well, there you go. But yeah, I feel like the Steam Summer Sale always has so many good deals, especially with all the major franchises. So if you've never played like the GTA games or Mass Effect, The Witcher, Dragon Age, Borderlands, all of those games go on such great sales. Tomb Raider, you know, there's just so many good games to play. I kind of feel like right now everyone's probably kind of drowning with so many choices. Uh, But yeah, at this time, I I don't really plan on picking anything up in the Steam sale. But, you know, oh, oh, the one game that you noticed was Portal 2. Portal 2 which it was cool because somebody on our discord asked about it it was a, it's a dollar 99 and so they were like hey what should i pick up portal 2 now they have a little bit like i guess they have like a laptop so they were like hey can i play portal 2 people were like yes you can play that on anything so she she picked it up and it was very cool because like 30 minutes later she posted and she was like this game is great <laughs> oh it's- it was like yes yeah. Like, seeing somebody experience Portal 2 for the first time is awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it has universal acclaim for a reason. It it really is a perfect game. I think I've said that before on the pod. There is nothing that I would change about it. The single player is great, especially with the Steam Workshop, where you can download user-made levels. You really can't spend a better $2. So Portal 2 is definitely worth checking out if anyone out there has not played it. 
what a fantastic game. I think I was also on record saying Portal 3 is like my most wished for game oh, if I could I, yeah, be you given and, one. You and me both. I yeah. that would be incredible. So much fun. All right, well I think that's all we have by way of what we've played this week. There were quite a few number of news stories that we wanted to touch on here. And the first one here, I'm I'm very sad to report, Josh. You and I had talked about on our last Twig episode that we were looking forward to playing Mario Golf and Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Mm-hmm. Both of them released here over the last week. Yes, they did. We both picked up Mario Golf yes. for Switch. However, Dark Alliance, <laughs> we ended up pulling a little bit of a U-turn here. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, man. I remember on the last episode, I said, I think that the Steam user score for Dark Alliance is going to be in that, like, you said 60, 60 to 65 Yeah, that's range? exactly what you said. I remember listening to that episode and hearing you say that. Yeah, do you know where it's at right now? Oh, I can't even. Um, let me try to be generous. I'm going to say 48%. <laughs> that's really close. It's 53. 50, so well, It's climbed then a little bit. It has I climbed. Think it day, started off even worse than that. Day one, it was in the 30s. And that oh, was like, goodness. oh, that's way too low. Like, I'm willing to give a game a benefit of a doubt and to try it out. You can always refund it, right, with Steam. Sure. But when you see it as low as being in the 30s, that was when I was like, all right, no. And you and I were both of the same wavelength. You noticed a little bit before I did, because you're usually up earlier in the mornings than I am. But you were like, Paul, these reviews, they're not looking so good. And I was like, yeah, screw this. We're we're not going to play it. When I believe uh, it was one very popular YouTube reviewer, when he said, this is one of the worst games that I have played in recent years. Mm -hmm. Like... That's I don't believe sign. every review I hear or read, you know, but man, like universally, most of the people that were playing it were like, this game sucks. <laughs> like, it's terrible. <laughs> I saw one video that the guy was like, just in case you don't believe me, here's a video. And it showed like Caddy Bree, who's the archer, just sitting there, standing still, shooting this ogre over and over and over again. And the ogre was not moving. It was like he didn't even know he was getting shot. And it was just like, oh, no, man, like, why? Like, is it really that hard to make that type of game? Well, you know, you and I only followed the release of this game loosely. I didn't follow it terribly closely, but I did hear that, or at least I read, one Reddit user was saying that they added the arching mechanic later, So the game was designed around all melee combat. So the game has like these little weird glitches that weren't quite tested out during development. So I would like to think those things will be fixed and maybe it'll be something that turns around and it's worth playing later. But at least in this case, it does not seem like a finished product. We did not want to throw $40 at it, which is a steal if it's a really good full game. Right. But at this point, it doesn't seem worthy of purchase. And I know it's on Game Pass, too, but then people started slamming that because they're like, look, you can't just put terrible games on Game Pass and hope that that (laughs) satisfies people. (laughs) You know, so I I would love to see them work on it and fix it. Most of the complaints had to do with it just being super buggy and not technically pleasing at all. Um, Some of the 
pop, you know, the, the nice comments were like, Hey, the combat's fun. The teamwork in combat is fun. Like, you know, there's, there, there are some nice things about this, but they were like, just stay away, stay far, far away. And you and I were just like, I don't want to subject myself to this. I don't want you yeah. to be subjected to it. Like, and I don't want to spend $80 combined for, for us to then like just spend an hour trash in this game. So yeah, it did not seem worth it. Unfortunately, which is really sad because you and I felt we like we were excited. I, you know, yeah. If if they made it good, this is the kind of stuff we love playing. We love playing with dwarves and elves and you know archers and swords and running around as a group co op. But this one just didn't land the airplane. Yeah, and we have real life friends that you know would easily have joined us in this, so we would have had a lot of like four player co op fun. Maybe just just not now. You know, I don't know yeah. how long it takes to fix something like that when it seems like it's that terrible. I, I mean, this game is not as in depth as Cyberpunk, you know, or something like that. But we'll see. I I'm not completely writing it off, but for the next month or two until they get things fixed, I think I'm content to just forget about it for a little while. Yeah, it's not never, but it's definitely not now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a brief break in here from one of our sponsors. Look, gaming is a hobby, and like any great hobby, you need the best tools possible. There's a reason you never see pros using shoddy gear, and it's no different when it comes to gaming. Logitech provides some of the best peripherals in all the gaming world. That's why they've partnered with us to bring you into the same world as the pros. Head over to MultiplayerPodcast.com slash Logitech and marvel at the gear you've been missing. Do yourself a favor and stop using those cheap mice and keyboards. Get yourself a gray headset and hear what you've been missing. Logitech is where it's at, and now you know where to go to get the best gear out there. Now back to the best podcast out there. Shazam! All right, Josh, we are back. The next story here that we wanted to talk about is something that I had not heard about until this week, but there is a one-to-four player party brawler called Sacrifice Your Friends, which, Wait, by the what way, are you trying great, to tell me, Paul? great name. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Fantastic what, name. Why, what made you want to bring this up? <laughs> <laughs> so I ran across an article. I did not realize that this game's already been out in early access for quite some time, but I did see that the game is being officially released later this year. It is on Steam right now, and it'll also be available on consoles. And whenever I see Party Brawler, my ears always perk up a little bit because I always miss the good old days of Mario Party. And I feel like so many of these party brawlers, whether it's like Smash Brothers or something else, they always miss the mark just a little bit for me. And this one said that it was Lovecraftian in nature. And I immediately thought like, well, that's kind of like a little bit of a weird pick. So I clicked on it and I watched some video footage. I sent it over to you. What do you think of this game? Sacrifice your friends. Um, I'm a little worried, Paul. If I did anything to offend you, I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> uh, this game's no, a little bit bonkers. If yeah, you ask it me. looks it looks very very strange. I, my initial thought was this is Overcooked, and then I went, "Oh, this is like the sequel to Overcooked, where you know how like you hate your friends after playing Overcooked with them." And well, now you him. get to destroy them and you get to summon Cthulhu to come destroy your friends and kill them. But that's that's legitimately what it looks like. It looked like somebody took Overcooked. It looks like they reskinned it and they turned it into a brawler type game. 
Um, I mean, that's as close as I can describe it to somebody that's not watching the video. I did think it was neat because they're like, hey, you can summon the old gods. And then they show like Cthulhu come out. Um, It just looked super chaotic to me. But I could also see that being a lot of fun with friends for a little while. Like, I'm not sure how much how much depth is in this game. But that's one of those Friday night. Hey, anybody want to play this? You just play for an hour. Everybody's cracking up. Everybody's having fun. You know, maybe you don't get more than a couple or three Friday nights out of it, but yeah, that's okay. You like, there's games that have a place like that, and when they do, they're usually a lot of fun. Yeah, there were a few things about it in particular that I thought were really neat. So one of them is where all the players are throwing a stick of dynamite back and forth with one another. So it puts a little red circle on the ground of where it's going to explode. And it's almost like hot potato where they're all throwing it back and forth until it blows up and kills someone. And there's also like a level with a giant swinging axe in the middle. And so you're trying to like hit and knock someone back. And if they get hit, they die. It does look like a workshop mod of overcooked because the animation and the movement is all very similar, but instead of just yelling at one another to clean the plates and no, I need onions, throw them over here. Instead, it's just focusing on combat. I thought it actually does look pretty neat. I did see that the price tag is 20 bucks, which might be fair, but this is one that I thought we could at least keep our eye on. Cause I did think that it, it might be fun at least for a couple nights. That's exactly what I think, too, is I I think it's one of those. It's a lot of fun for a short period of time. And as long as you have friends to play it with and have a good time with, like, that's okay, You know, Um, so, yeah, I had never heard of this game until earlier when you brought it up. And I'm glad that I've heard about it now because it is one of those things I do want to remember, like and wish list and say, hey, let's check back on this in a little while to see. Um, I, I think I have a little bit of like overcooked two nightmares, so I need to get this past might be therapeutic. Those. What's that? This might therape- be therapeutic. Yeah, it might for be you. honestly yeah. like being able to kill you guys might make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, instead of having to work in co-op, yeah, you just fight. So right. yeah, yep. it might it might be a far better vehicle for that kind of mechanic. And then we have another story here that I really thought was funny because someone else had linked this in our Discord. I don't remember who. Might have been Reed, but I'm, I'm, I, I don't remember. But Battlefield 4 numbers have spiked to the point that they had to come out and open up more servers because people were waiting, but there were enough people in queue to play games. There just weren't enough servers open for it. But apparently people are so pumped for 2042 that they've decided to jump back into Battlefield 4. I uh, hey, that's awesome if you ask me. Now it's funny because EA has kind of come out and said, "Hey, you know, this is because Battlefield 4 is the most futuristic one. Uh so it's uh-huh. going to be the closest to 2042 when it comes out." And my first thought was, "No, no, no EA. That's not why. <laughs> that's not why. <laughs> it's because Battlefield 5 and Battlefield 1 suck, and Battlefield <laughs> 4 was the best of the recent releases." of the Battlefield series. I mean, it's no two or three, but at least it's still pretty fun to play. So that gave me a chuckle, but I, it almost makes me want to join in. Like if we weren't just swamped with games right now, like part of me is like, man, I wonder if we could get everybody playing Battlefield four right now, Paul. (laughs) A little piece of me felt the same way, but yeah, we've got so much going on. I'm okay. Waiting for 2042. But I did love that people did not go back to the latest one. They actually went back 
several installments because four was the last really good one that i remember sucking me in and, yep. and playing a ton. it was yeah exactly yeah. i mean kudos to ea for expanding server size instead of just being like no that's an old game for you know we're not gonna you know we're not gonna support that um i don't know how long that influx is going to last but i'm kind of i'm like you I think I'd rather just wait for 2042. What I don't want to do is get sucked into Battlefield 4 again, play that for a couple hundred hours, and then kind of be burned out on the Battlefield formula, and then not be as excited for 2042. So I'm yeah. like you. I, I did kind of get that little bit of <laughs> in the back of my mind, like, hey, this might be kind of fun, but I'm fine waiting on that too. It's not. It's a few months away. It's not that big of a deal. It really is a testament to how good of a job they did with the Battlefield 2042 announcement that people are that excited to jump back into Battlefield. So you really got to give them props for that. We have another news story here that you and I did not talk about in detail. We did chuckle at it, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts a little bit more. But I had told you a few days ago that Facebook was rolling out a beta program testing ads in vr games now we're used to seeing ads in mobile games we're even kind of used to seeing ads in some games like fight night or madden these games where advertisements have been added and they put these into blast on which is a paid game which i also love blast on is great is a lot like i it's one of those vr games that i recommend to people right away so understand, this is a good game. It's a fantastic game. I own it as well. Out of all the VR games I've played, it's probably my second favorite behind Half-Life Alex. But they they put ads into a paid game that people already paid for. So guess what people did, Josh? They started review bombing Blast On, which is kind of sad. But at the same time, they voluntarily opted into this program. And the response was so toxic that Blaston has now pulled themselves out of this beta program. Facebook is now looking at what they want to do moving forward. There's no doubt they're going to bring ads to VR games, but I don't know that this was the best way to roll it out. It's terrible, man. Do not... Developers, we know you love our show. We know you're listening. Do not put ads inside a paid game. That is the biggest gamer no-no. Like, you can't take advantage of gamers. We're smart people. Like, <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Like, relatively. Well, for the most part. You are. Maybe not me, Paul. But, <laughs> but you want to put them in a free-to-play game? Fine. Right? Fortnite. Okay? Like, we troll on Fortnite. Fortnite's free-to-play. You want to put ads in there? You want to slap a Coca-Cola sticker on the side of my gun? Or when I build a wall, it's just right there? You know, instantaneously, <laughs> right. I could care less. I'm getting free enjoyment out of this game. You want to put ads in there? I got no problem with that. But you make me pay money for a game and then try to put ads in there? We've got a big problem. And honestly, I love the fact that gamers went, yo, uh, no, we're going to review bomb this game. Now, I, there is something bad about the whole review bombing thing, too. You know, but in this case, I think it was totally justified and it was really funny to see the developer because that developer's made two very good VR games to instantly say like whoa <laughs> like yeah my bad <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> and i mean you know this guy got paid a ton of money by facebook to put these ads in there it's not like he did this for free right so i'm sure facebook came to him with a big old fat check and said hey you want to test this and the guy went sure i do <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm, I'm just really curious to see where this ends because we've even seen jokes like this in pop culture, like in movies and stuff. Like, is this going to evolve to where I'm playing Half-Life Alex 2 and I have to pass a Taco Bell or something like that? Like, I do wonder how far are we going to incorporate ads? Is this an ad during a loading screen or is this an ad on my Oculus homepage? Because that's very different, but some people have already joked saying, look, they're going to find ways to start throwing this, you know, organically into games with product placement and that might end up going too far, but I I am curious to see where it leads. I'm fine with, if you want to have a bottle of Coke sitting on a table in Half-Life Alex, great. Like that's sure. stuff I see in everyday life. And it's good at shake it, right? Throw yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> yeah. When you stop the game and then like I have to watch a video, like a la YouTube ads or something like that, where I can't get to the content that I want to get to right away, that's a major problem. Oh man, it's so funny. I feel like we just keep seeing the same story roll again and again. It's one thing to have a free game with ads. People expect there to be ways to make money, of course, whether it's through cosmetics or ads. But if the game is paid, you can't roll out the ads later. Now, if you want to have a discounted rate with ads and people know what they're signing up for, that's totally fine. We've seen things like that with Hulu and Peacock. You know, you have different tiers and different options. But you just can't surprise paying customers by having them pay again later by no. having you don't ads. get to double dip. Sorry. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we are basically out of time here, Josh. I think the last thing that we really wanted to bring up is just that Sea of Thieves season three launched. I don't really know a whole lot about it other than they've added Jack Sparrow and a whole bunch of Pirates of the Caribbean stuff into it. Seems like they've added quite a bit of PVE content. But is there anything that you had to say about Sea of Thieves? I just, it's funny because I saw a few people in our Discord that were wanting to like crew up and actually play together. And I read, I watched the whole, you know, highlight video of season three and all that. They're adding a ton of quests. There's this big long quest line, this like five new tall tales, which are these big extended quests, all this stuff. They've added new creatures, monsters to fight. Like, I feel like they've just continually added tons and tons of content to this. So I go, ooh. Like, man, this could be fun. Like, they've added a lot to this game. Is it No Man's Sky now to where it's like, hey, this game is amazing? But then three minutes of this video was, look at all the new fancy cosmetics we have. If you do this, you get fancy cannons. And if you do this, you get sails and you get a masthead and you get these outfits. And that's when I kind of went... I hate cosmetics, man. Like, there's no point to those. I You cannot lure me to do anything with cosmetics. So these adventures, I'm sure, are fun to do. But the problem is there's no reward at the end of the adventures. And it reminds me of the biggest problem that you and I both have with Sea of Thieves. And that's yeah. just that there is no permanent progression other than cosmetics. And cosmetics... I'm, I'm, maybe I'm a curmudgeon old man, you know, but I... They don't do anything for me. So if I do this very long quest line and help out Jack Sparrow and I get a Jack Sparrow hat out of this that I can now wear, I kind of go <laughs> like, what, what did I do all that for? <laughs> yeah. And you know, I feel exactly the same way about cosmetics. Could not care less. In Overwatch, I think I'm up to 475 that number unopened keeps growing, boxes. Man. It's crazy. I don't even care enough to open them. Same with Apex. I got all these unopened packs. 
Yeah, I feel like Sea of Thieves we're going to have to revisit at some point in the future because I feel like out of all the games we have at the bottom of our list, most of them are at the bottom of our leaderboard because those games have mechanics that we don't enjoy or it's a personal preference that we don't like, like Escape from Tarkov just being so sweaty and being work, not being terribly entertaining. But I feel like Sea of Thieves is the one that as they release more and more content, that one is going to have to be reevaluated. So I don't know if we revisit that in the next three or four months or maybe a year from now, but eventually we'll have to end up sailing the seas in that game again. That doesn't upset me, to be honest, because I've always said I'm a little bit higher on that game than you are, but right. it would be I would be interested to see if like that reaffirms my belief or if it, or if it reaffirms your belief. It's just a matter of time. When we run out of games and we've got nothing else, I feel like that'll be our first default like, all right, I guess it's time for Sea of Thieves and yeah. we'll jump back in. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hopefully, uh, you know, you learned something here this week with This Week in Gaming. We'd love to have you guys come join us on our free Discord server. There's a link in the episode description. You can come chat with us about gaming, give us suggestions for the show, and you can also hop in and game with me and Josh when we are able to. So again, you can find that in the episode description, and then we will have our next bonus round episode on Monday. So can't wait, and we'll see you guys then. Arr, see you then, me mateys. <laughs> or just bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. Bye.